You're good to go. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. And before I introduce you to uh, today's guests, I will say the usual, just uh, like, follow, and subscribe to whichever channel you're watching or listening to. And uh, just that way you can get the notifications on when the new uh, podcasts come in. We do have one episode every week that comes out every Thursday morning. It comes out, it's available on many, many platforms. And today's topic is uh, one that I find very important. And it's, uh, we really need, I, I say that to every episode that I do, but we really need to talk about this. I've noticed it a lot working in schools for um, almost two decades. We're going to be talking about uh, how we need to change the view, the world's view on women with a DHD. Uh, and I say that because working in, in schools, we used to have girls in schools who had uh, been diagnosed with ADHD, but they weren't taken seriously. Spent a lot of focus on the boys. Um, but when it comes to the girls, we're just like, ah, you know, it's okay. You're just looking for attention or so things like this. But that trickles down. We're not giving them the tools. We're not giving them the resources. They're kind of just being brushed off to the side. They know that something's different. They see all the attention that the boys are getting, and it's just not fair. <laughs> so I'm just going to say it. It's not fair. And as a woman, it's even, I think it just amplifies because you're expected to do so much things. And I, I've heard that, oh, it's just mom brain, or oh, you just, you have a lot on your plate. You're playing the super mom, you're playing the superhero, and you, you, you know there's something wrong, you know there's something off. And those who get the diagnosis later on in life also have to accept that it's kind of a punch in the gut. And I was talking to my guest about that. So long introduction, just to say that I have Brianna Hozak on with me today. She is an amazing coach. Uh, I'll, I'll let her introduce herself in a bit, but she helps women, mompreneurs, women, uh, mom bosses, uh, boss moms, and all of that to, to deal with it, how to manage all of that and be uh, the wonderful people that they are. And uh, what I love about it before I, I, I give you the, the mic, Brianna, is how you say uh, the world needs people who think differently you know come up with new ideas new way new solutions and moms that's what we do all day <laughs> is we and on the fly like things turn quick when you're a mom when you're in business and so I love your point of view on that so thank you Brianna for uh, for joining me and can you tell us a little bit about yourself hi thank you for having <laughs> me yes I can um so I am um an aligned impact and productivity shaman. And that is such a different title that most people are like, what does that even mean? Um, and it is because I integrate so many different parts, um, into what I do that it's really hard to put it all in a title. Right. So, but I kind of include the, the spiritual side of things, the, the life work balance side of things. And, um, and yeah, I've, I've really focused in on the, the ADHD part of it. And that is because there are not enough advocates out there for it. So I love this, yeah. this, um, this whole topic, obviously, or I wouldn't do it. Um, but so I am a coach or a mentor for women who are running a business out of their home, particularly if they have young kids at home with them and they're trying to juggle it all. Um, and when you've got ADHD thrown into that mix, it is 
a whole different ball game. And so the spiritual side of things is more, um, the solution side of, of what I do is including that spirituality. Um, but, but yeah, absolutely. Working with women who are, um, and, and either way, whether they were diagnosed younger or, or later on in life, um, helping them to accept themselves, helping them to gain clarity on what they want to do with their life, helping them to, um, get into alignment in their life so that they are headed towards the right goals and, and then, yeah, helping them build the processes and learn the tools and systems so that they can manage it all and hold it all. And, and, and really, yeah, turning it into a superpower. Um, instead of this like drag on their lives so that they can be proud of who they are and, and realize that like, actually one of my, one of my core beliefs is that, um, ADHD mompreneurs are the most, and I do mean the most powerful subset of human beings on this planet. And that is maybe an extreme statement to make. Um, but I do believe that the combination of being a mom, an entrepreneur and having ADHD just really, it gives you an, a different perspective. It gives you a different way of thinking. It is, and the impact and the change that we can make on the world when we have fully accepted ourselves and have learned to use our, um, what have been struggles as a superpower, it just, we can amplify it in a way that nobody else can. Um, and, and by hitting it on the two levels, right. Because we're hitting it ourselves. We're impacting the world and we're also impacting the world through the next generation, which is the mom part of it. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of, I'm not sure if that answered your question. <laughs> that is, that is wonderful. Actually. And I love you said some really, really uh, powerful things there where I believe too, that where we're at now, we need people who look at the world differently. We need people who see things differently, will react, uh, see, well, not react, I'd say more, see a different side that um, uh, most people, those who kind of follow the wave would not even think of. So I think that is wonderful. And what I love what you said is once we accept who we are, because that is definitely, once you get that level, it's, the world opens up to you. It's just incredible. And I see it happen. And like you said, it's just, that impacts the whole family and it becomes exponential through one child. You're changing the world exponentially. So it's just wonderful. Exactly. You did mention, yeah. So absolutely. I believe that it is a, uh, like you say, it's a strong statement, but I, I, I think it, there's a lot of truth to it. Absolutely. Um, can you tell us a little bit before we get into what you do and, and you know, how, how it affects uh, the lives of the women that you work with? Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that women with ADHD face? Oh, um, well, okay. Women in general, not even just women with ADHD, but women in general are basically expected to have certain natural skills <laughs> without any training. We're just supposed to know. <laughs> okay. Right. And this is, this is a pet peeve of mine. But, you know, we're just supposed to know how to take care of a house. We're just supposed to know how to raise happy, healthy, confident children. We're just supposed to know how to be organized enough to remember all of the appointments and all of the events and, and, and organize all of the events and, 
and all of the things. And when you become a mom, that doubles and then triples and then quadruples, depending how many kids you have, right? It just keeps adding to it. Um, But all of a sudden, you're supposed to not only be organized yourself, but you're supposed to keep other humans organized. And as it, like in general, because of the way that society is going now, so we're so busy all the time, right? The, the world is on, on such a fast track all the time um, that the community and the, the way that women were raised in the past. Now, I am all for pro- progress and for women's rights and women being equal and being able to work and all of this stuff. The problem is that we haven't then shared the responsibilities that were women's before with men. (laughs) And so, so men aren't expected to just know how to take care of a home, to, to be homemakers, to be the child bearers, to be the child, not bearers. That is a physiological, (laughs) you know, like that, whatever, but the child rearers. Um, and, And so without passing on some of that burden, when we add the feminism and, and working outside the home and all of this stuff, we put so much on women's shoulders mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and we're not allowing the wisdom to be passed down through the generations like it would have been before. So instead of, you know, mother to daughter and community, like all the women getting together to bake or, yeah. or whatever the case may have been, that's how you yeah. learned those skills. Well, we're not learning those skills now because our moms are working outside the home. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just come naturally. It's not just something that we intuitively know. It's something that you have to learn. And some people, of course, have a, have a natural inclination towards it and they learn it more easily, but they still need to learn it. It's not, you don't just know it. And so that's women in general. And when you add ADHD into the mix, those things in particular are what we struggle with. (laughs) And we're expected to just know them. And so when we're failing, quote unquote, at that, people are like so judgmental. So they, mm-hmm. they get, they're disgusted. They're ashamed of you. Like when it comes to, um, you know, the, as a child, especially, it's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you not, you know, doing things the way that, that they're expected to be done? And, and then as a woman, you're expected to have mastered basic life skills. But I can tell you right now that going into adulthood, I didn't have habits in place of mm-hmm. taking care of myself physically. And, and that includes brushing my teeth consistently, having a shower regularly enough all of that like the basic functioning wasn't in place because I wasn't given the supports yeah as a child to manage my ADHD right and 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 I've seen um like you you ask about how does this affect women well like I have um one of my exes had had ADHD as well. So I've mm-hmm. seen like the, the man's side of it and the woman's side of it. Right. And, yeah. and him, he can literally just be like, well, I don't know how to do that. And it's like, no big deal. Nobody cares. Nobody's like, what's wrong with you. He can be like forgetting everything and so unorganized and, and nobody expects him to be otherwise. 
Yeah. You know, and, and every woman that he's been with myself included took over all mm-hmm. of the, the things that, that, um, he just couldn't do because he has ADHD and he just doesn't get it. Right. And, and the thing is, is neither did I, but I still took it on. Right. Yeah. And, and nothing against the guy. I actually, like, we still get along. He's my oldest father. Um, and like, he's great, but, but really men in general are just not expected to have those same qualities. And so, um, for women with ADHD, the expectations are astronomical. Mm-hmm. and they are so much farther out of reach than they are even for, for the average woman. Um, and when you, some of the things that we struggle with, right, the time management, the memory, the, um, all the executive functioning things, like all the, the planning and the emotional self-regulation and all of it, they're all pieces that are just so inherently expected of women. And so it's like, well, you're a woman, so you don't need help with that. Exactly. Yeah. But yes, I do. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, we do. And, and, um, and absolutely like I have uh, my oldest for sure. Uh, I haven't actually gotten her diagnosed, but for sure she's got ADHD. Um, and, I even having lived with it my entire life, don't like, I didn't have access to the tools to give her. Mm -hmm. I, and, and even like teaching other people and coaching other people, I still have not been provided with some sort of a, like, there's no guidebook. I mean, there's no guidebook for any parent, but there's, there's no guidebook that says like, here's how you help a, a 12 year old ADHD girl who is struggling with life in general, yeah. who feels like she can't show her emotions, who feels like she can't do anything right because she always mm-hmm. forgets everything or she's always running behind or she, you know, all of these things. And it's like, I can accept her, but how do I make the world accept her? I can't. Yeah. And so if I can't make the world accept her, then how do I teach her to accept herself so that she can still succeed? Anyway, it's a struggle. It's, it's definitely a struggle. And, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things, the hyperactivity side Mm -hmm. of, of being ADHD. Um, I would say that I am like the literal definition of the H in ADHD. <laughs> that's kind of, that's a, a thing that I say a lot because I am like, go, 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 go all the time. Like yeah. I just, I can't stop. I'm just like, Phew! and, and I've turned it again. I've turned it into my superpower. I teach productivity mm-hmm. and productivity is like not an ADHD strength, but that is what I coach on. Right. And it's because I have literally made it like, I can balance so much. It's incredible. And I yeah. can speak proudly of that now because I've done a lot of the inner work, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but but a, um, a lot of people, when the hyperactivity is their issue, or a lot of women, sorry, get labeled as not ladylike because they're mm-hmm. running around crazy. And I will be crazy. I'll be down on the floor rolling around with my kids, screaming and laughing and being insane. And, and that's not ladylike, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and I'm very distractible. 
And some, and, and people label that sometimes as flighty, mm. right. As like, ah, you're just like, you're, you don't take things seriously or you're rude. The people find mm. it really rude if you get distracted. And when it's something that you can't control, it's not being rude. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, um, there are a lot of things. There are very, very many things that, that women with ADHD deal with yeah. that are not necessarily talked about very much for sure. And that's, that's why we need to talk about it more because yeah. like you said, first of all, you're, you're kind of led to believe that you're the only one going through this, that you're the problem. Uh, yeah. Young girls, I see it in schools and daycares, like you were saying, boys will say, well, I have ADHD and be like, Oh, okay, sorry. Let's, let's change this. We'll, we'll, you know, work around that. A girl will say, and it'll be like, Oh, stop being rude is a word that used to be said a lot or stop looking for attention or just focus. It's the worst that just would boil my blood when I heard that. So it's like asking somebody in a wheelchair to just get up and walk when they say, okay, just focus. And you see the struggle in that child and there's nothing as I could see it, but I didn't have the resources to say, okay, where do I begin? Where do I start with this to give this girl a fighting chance? Because when you do go into womanhood, it's the expectations are even harsher uh, as a whole in society. And you can't ask for help. You're taught not to to be ashamed of it, to be embarrassed of it. So you won't reach out. You don't have, like you were saying, you get that, that circle of women that that should be there to support you and 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 let you breathe a little bit is not is not there so there's a lot of work we need to talk about it so talk and talk and talk and talk as much as we can (laughs) to do it uh before we go on because this is uh just before we we started recording i mentioned that because i do work with ladies who get the diagnosis later on in life and it it's it is a, it's like the wind is taken out of them. They, they take it harsh. It's like a morning where I'm not who I used to be. And it's, I'm trying to make them to see that you're exactly who you're yeah. supposed to be. And this is your superpower. Um, how would you give advice to a woman who's just getting diagnosed with ADHD and she thinks she's, you know, the worst person in the world. She's alone in the world. There's something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And she's just about ready to give up because that's just one more thing on her plate where it's just my family doesn't understand me. My friends, nobody can understand me. How can they just one little thing that they can do just to make it easier on them? Well, okay. So, I, I mean, first of all, it is so common. And that's the problem is we don't talk about it. So I love mm-hmm. that you're empowering that. It's something that I, I try to put out more and more and more. And people are constantly like, wow, like, thank you for sharing your truth. And thank you for being so vulnerable and all of this stuff. And it's like, everybody should be doing this. And I just, <laughs> you know, for me, it's just, I know it's hard for people, but yes, I just want to get that story out there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so that people don't feel so alone in it. Um, because that is, that is a huge part of that feeling of like, oh, this diagnosis has, has just ruined my life is because it's yeah. like, well, I don't know anyone else with it. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. And I bet if you like put a post up, Hey, anyone else in my life dealing with this, you'd get responses because there are so many. Um, mm-hmm. But also I think the biggest thing is to realize that, yes, like you said, nothing has changed. You had ADHD before you got diagnosed with it. You're the exact same person, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I am a firm believer in the fact that knowledge is power. Knowledge mm-hmm. is power. So any knowledge that you gain, whether you're going to school and getting a degree, you then have that to put on a resume. It's easier to get a job. 
Um, if you, if you learn more about your human design, you then can use that in your life, in your business and everything to do things more, uh, stronger, more strongly, (laughs) um, just to enhance everything that you do, because you know, there, where your strengths lie, where your weaknesses are, you're able to, to play to your strengths and, and bolster your weaknesses, right. Come up with things to help support your weakness, your weaker areas. Um, and so this is the same thing. Having this knowledge gives you freedom because it allows you then to find the supports that you need Mm -hmm. in in your weaker areas. It allows you to lean into your strengths. It gives you, it gives you a starting point so you can research so that you can find solutions for yourself. Things that you struggled with for, for years possibly, and have never been able to find a solution for. And I, I always use this, this example and people laugh, but it's, it's so integral to all of our lives. We all wear clothes. So we all have laundry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the most common things for women with HD is to like totally not even think about doing laundry until every piece of clothing is dirty and you're trying to run out the door and you have nothing to wear, you know, mm-hmm. like, or, you know, to have the laundry mountains, to have the couch that is specifically designated for laundry, um, yes. you know, that, that just sits there always with clean laundry on it. There's no clothes in our closets, but there's a, a pile of clothes <laughs> on the couch, you know, um, that you can go dig through to find what you want. And everything we wear is wrinkly because it's never been folded. And, and so on and so on, right? It's so common. Um, and that's been a problem, whether you got diagnosed with ADHD or not. Mm-hmm. But when you find out that you've got ADHD and you have um, an actual reason for losing track of time so much and for, for your lack of ability to prioritize the tasks that need to be yeah. done and or not, I shouldn't say lack of ability, but just that it's, it's more difficult, right? We are able, it's just a matter of tools to help, help support us through it. Um, but knowing that there's a reason for it, first Mm -hmm. of all, should set you free. It shouldn't make you feel like you've just been doomed to this life because what it does is it tells you, I'm not an idiot. I I don't just suck. Right. I, I, I actually have a reason for why I struggle with this and accepting ourselves and accepting that the, this reason is a good reason. And therefore it's okay. We're okay. I'm okay. You know, and, and forgiving ourselves in that way, just that in and of itself opens up the doors to progress because When we can't forgive ourselves, we also hold ourselves in the place where we can't grow, right? When, when we are like, I just suck and I am a failure and I can't do anything right. We keep ourselves in a place of not being able to learn and grow and move forward. And so you can't fully accept yourself if you don't know yourself and having an ADHD diagnosis just allows you to know yourself. 
That's really all it is. So that you then are able to take that and move forward from it, take that and use it to, to learn in a way that is supportive of your ADHD brain and (laughs) and find tools that work specifically for ADHD people and, Mm -hmm. and so on. So I, I think it's a really empowering thing. I know that it can be, um, I, I can see, I guess, why it would be a, a scary, unwelcome thought. Um, but yeah, first of all, just know you're not alone. Know that you are not alone. There are so many millions of people um, in this journey with you. And so many of them are women. And and I do want to say, like, if you get that diagnosis, diagnosis, start sharing it loud and proud because the more of us that do that, the more acceptable it becomes. And that helps other women in the future to not feel that same way that you felt when you got that diagnosis. Yeah, no, it is, it is important to share um, so that others can also accept the fact that they have a superpower and they're nothing's changed. They are exactly who they are meant to be and to embrace that. Yeah. And to talk, I would say even further to share how it feels for you you know inside because a lot of the times women will not have the words to express how it all feels because I've I've seen that when they start talking about how it feels and it's just all of a sudden you can tell they're you know and then I can't manage this and I can't do that and I can't keep track of this and it it just it's like it it's like you you just drop a roll of paper and it just keeps unraveling unrolling unrolling and uh you're you know you're pulling it back together but it just keeps rolling away and that's that's what it and it's a mess that you're pulling back together because you're trying to do it so fast you're trying to do it so fast so just share it yeah is again the women in general not being allowed to have feelings, not being allowed to, to be upset, not being allowed to stand up for themselves or, you know, all of this stuff that really ties into that as well. Because if, and, and like you said, yeah, sharing how they're feeling, that's a really important part of it because that's another subject we need to talk more about is how we actually feel. Yeah. Right. And, and allowing ourselves to feel. And, um, I mean, I was, I was raised in a way that that left me like incapable of feeling mm-hmm. a lot. Like I, I literally just kept buried everything. I actually um, don't have very many memories of my childhood because mm-hmm. I literally blocked everything out because anything that made me emotional was unacceptable. And I just mm-hmm. moved, I moved past it. I buried it. And I literally don't remember. And, um, And I found, I actually discovered um, more recently, which was very traumatizing for me and I'm working through it still, um, (laughs) but I was doing the same thing to my daughter without even consciously recognizing it. Like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're okay. You don't need to cry. Like I I was uncomfortable with her feelings because I had never been taught how to be comfortable with my own feelings. And so I have had to, in the last few years, really get down and dirty with my own feelings and start to feel my own feelings. And it is, it is very traumatizing (laughs) Um, and it is a lot to work through. And I I mean, I highly recommend having support to do that. Right. That is um, like having a coach, having a therapist, having all of that stuff. Like that is so, so, so important. And now I'm getting into the point of starting to accept her emotions and being able to hold Mm -hmm. her emotions. And I like, I still catch myself like, 
oh my goodness, are we just like, we're hitting the hormones and we're hitting, you know, and I'm I'm being sarcastic about it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no, this poor little girl has, she's 12 now and she's never been allowed to show her emotions. Of Mm -hmm. course she's breaking down every five seconds now that I'm letting (laughs) her show her emotions. So um, even if it wasn't hitting her preteen years, this I think would be happening. And so it's been a lot, Um, but Mm -hmm. it is. it is a, a shift that the entire world needs to make that the girls should be allowed to feel their emotions. This, and you know what, this is not just girls, actually, this is not just women. Yeah. This is people in general because boys not being able to share their emotions is just as bad and very, very toxic. It is. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's harder as well because they're, they're the same. They're really not allowed to show their emotions, but it's a, yeah. it's a hard journey. And yes, you can't doing it alone is not easy. You need that person to kind of hold you and say, it's okay because that stuff keeps surfacing. I've done the work oh, myself, man. but I'm yeah. still working on it. And it surfaces up in times you don't expect it. And it's just like, what is this? And I used to, I've used this term now, and I tell um, my kids, like, I'm not crying, I'm leaking. <laughs> like, whatever it is, it's just an old emotion. <laughs> it's an old emotion. I don't even want to know what it's about, but it's going to get out. Yeah, I'm it's leaking. coming out. <laughs> and it is so freeing to release those. It yes. is. It's so yeah. empowering to do that, but it's hard. It is very mm-hmm. hard. And so, yeah. Um, and then the emotions that come up with like, oh, I'm different. I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I'm not the same as everybody. Like I always knew it. I didn't fit in. And you know, just <laughs> like that. Oh, I can, I can just imagine how far that goes sometimes. Right. And it, but no, yeah. like it, knowledge is power. That's really the tip that I would give for that. Just use it as power, use it to help empower yourself, use it to help yourself grow, use it to help you accept yourself, right? Yeah. Knowledge yeah. is always power, even if the knowledge yeah. sucks in the first place. <laughs> yes. I mean, Make it's, it like, good. it's like being in a relationship <laughs> and having that person tell you they don't love you anymore. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That's a slap in the face. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Still knowledge is power knowing that and being able to start healing from that and move on from that is powerful. It is very powerful. Yeah. That's right. And so, I mean, you can apply that in any situation, but that's, um, yeah, I always, I always look at it like anything that I learn about myself, anything that I learn about anything in the world just empowers me to do better, grow more, Mm -hmm. you know, move forward. So That's, that's right. Um, how uh let's move let's, i want to put it into the positive spin as we talked a lot about how yeah. it feels and all of that and it's important to talk about it so that women who are listening or watching can can say okay yes i relate to this uh can you um you know how can or how can a different way of thinking uh impact the world in a positive way it really does i see it on a daily basis but uh people are so afraid to think outside of box to not follow the masses they're so afraid to be who they you know different uh can you share a little bit of how that different way of thinking can impact the world in a positive way absolutely um so this really ties into a few of the things that I've said, um, but the the ADHD mompreneurs being the most powerful mm-hmm. subset on the planet um, yeah. because we are able to affect our communities. Usually moms are the most active in their communities out of anybody, mm-hmm. right? It's expected of us. Um, <laughs> um, 
And when you're an entrepreneur, when you are breaking new ground, when you are, um, you know, trying new things and exploring new options and all of this stuff, you Mm -hmm. are opening the path for future generations to have things be different than they are now. And so, I mean, it's the same as inventing the light bulb or anything, you know, we didn't have electricity. Now we do. Well, we didn't accept that women needed support just the same as men do. Now we do, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't accept that women should be allowed to work outside the home. Now we do every, Mm -hmm. every new thing that we accept and grow into improves our world. Like I said, I'm all about the feminist movement. I think it's fantastic, but at the same time, there are pieces of it that haven't been sorted out yet. Like sharing yeah. that, that mental load at home. Right. Um, and, um, so blah, blah, blah. I got off track. That's okay. <laughs> and this, no, is, this is part of ADHD. Um, That's wonderful. So yeah. <laughs> we accepted for exactly who we are by other people will never happen if we don't talk about who we are, if we don't start spreading that knowledge throughout the world. Right. And so um, for me, I know personally, like I am. I am supposed to help change this world. It is part of my purpose here. Like I have such a soul calling towards it. It is just (laughs) unavoidable. I can't do otherwise. Right. I've always, um, right from a young age, I have been willing and able and comfortable with sharing my truth. Um, even when I had to like bury it for other people, even when I, you know, all of that, I've never been afraid to say, the truth of like, this is what I feel. This is what I think. This is what I know. And I mean, I got a lot of flack for it when I was mm-hmm. growing up. And now I get a lot of like, you're so brave. How do you, how do you do this? Where, like, where do you get that strength to? And it's just, it was literally, I was born with it. And I believe that was for a reason because I am meant to help change the way that this world looks at it. And Um, so my biggest thing is there's, there's two sides of it. One is accepting ourselves and one is helping other people to accept people like ourselves. Right. And so, um, as we change the, um, I can't think of the word, but like the, the way that it's spoken about the way that it's thought of in the world. Right. Um, people will start to accept you and people in my world do like I, I have, it has become more well-known in my circles. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just accepted as I am. And when I'm accepted as I am, the pathways open up more um, for me to accept myself on a deeper level. And they open up for me to, to change things a little bit at a time. Right. I, I'm able to, to change how I do something or how, and change always starts inside of ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? So, so changing the expectation of girls over boys, for example, I 
my son does the unequal amount of chores as my daughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. around the house. And they're not just like the boy chores. I don't just like, oh, you shovel and you, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things like this. It's like, no, you help with the dishes. You help with the laundry. You help with, first of all, because I think that boys should be capable of doing these yeah. things um, and that Absolutely. it will help in the, and then this is the ripple. This is the ripple, right? Is first of all, I'm teaching my son to do these things. And when he gets older, and he's in a relationship with somebody that mm-hmm. woman will not have to experience having the entire mental load on her shoulders and in yeah. her mind, because yeah. he will take it on just naturally. Mm-hmm. Cause he knows how to do it and he's not an idiot. And he's a, he's got a kind heart and he's willing, right? There's no, so there's one ripple. Yeah. I also talk about it. I talk about teaching our boys to to do things in the same way that we teach our girls to do them. I talk about allowing our girls to be wild, just mm-hmm. like we allow our boys to be. And I actually, this is something I'm more like, this is, this is newer in my world, but like rewilding, becoming more wild. And as, oh, as women allowing ourselves to be free and wild and, yeah. and all of this, this is a, this is a huge, like, this is something that's more just coming into my messaging at this point, but mm-hmm. um but allowing my girl to walk around in her underwear and a t-shirt the same way that my boy would, or, you know, like yeah. it really, if that's what she's comfortable with, then that's what she does. And I'm not, I mean, I do teach her what other people might think. I do mm-hmm. teach her um, the types of people that there are in the world that will take advantage of people who don't cover themselves yeah. or, you know, yeah. things like this but it's her right to dress how she wants to just like it's a boy's right to dress how she wants to. And, and so really creating that equality in our own homes is the first ripple so that they go out into the world and they expect it of their partners. Um, My girls will expect that their partners will support them, that their partners will help around the house, that their partners will take part in the mental load and have to remember appointments and have to, you know, make the phone calls for appointments Mm -hmm. and and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And my son will naturally just do those things without having to be forced to by a partner. Yeah. Um, And then the more people that I speak to, the more women that I speak to that then teach that to their children, Mm -hmm. that ripples out with those children and it just continues. Right. And the, the generation after that hopefully won't experience this at all. Exactly. Because the the boys and girls will just all take part and all share in it and all support one another. And that is the dream, right? And, and that is, that's how, that's how we change the, how, how things are right. A little bit at a time. We start in our own homes. We start inside ourselves. We start to, this is a bit extreme and not everybody needs to do this, but for me, um, I I tried to implement this in my life with my husband and it never came to fruition and he wasn't able to to get on board with that. And I'm now separated. Mm -hmm. It's not acceptable. And so also being able to say like, I don't accept less from my partner anymore. That is such an important message to put out there as well. That yeah, you don't have to yeah. settle. And and I don't encourage everybody just leave your marriages or anything like that, you know. <laughs> but like yeah. I put in years and years and years of effort trying first. 
yeah. and it did it didn't get to where it needed to get to um but yeah. but yeah just that empowering people to like n- no you are worth it you are worthy okay. of that emotional support and that acceptance yeah. and if someone isn't giving that to you bye-bye yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it's important to show it to the, not only our daughters, but our sons as well, to know yes. that they don't expect a woman to just put up with it because, you know, we're, we're, I know I always, it's like, but you have a good man, you know, like, why would you want to walk away from that? It's like, but it's still, you can have a good man. Uh, it's just still not where yeah. you need it to be you, you don't it's not the support that you need so yeah absolutely and if they're uh, not willing to work with you on it right and it and it is the yeah. same like I my son I'll catch him with my younger daughters so he's five my youngest is two and she'll say something and he'll be yelling at her you don't say that you're not allowed to say that and I'm like you just said that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I see it, right? I already see it. They're five and two. And I already see where a boy is telling her what she can and cannot say and how she can and cannot behave. And I, I mean, it sets me off, right? I'm like, uh-uh, no, <laughs> we're right. not doing this. But, um, <laughs> but we need to do that with adults. Important. as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. important. Um, it's important though, that we teach the next generation to yeah. do it differently it just is because if we if we're not doing that then standing up to our spouses and expecting it of other adults does nothing mm-hmm. it does yeah. nothing we don't teach it to the next generation as well so we have to be um true to that message in both aspects yeah. we need to be putting it out into the world and we need to be expecting it in our own homes right and so that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love how you say to you explain to your children that people are not going to see that point of view yet because it's it's a new way of thinking, it's a new way yeah. of approaching things uh, to to prepare them and say that they're not always going to agree with you, but just keep going with what you're feeling and if it feels right, then it's right for you, and uh, it's yeah. important. Uh, oh God, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> move on to the. Uh, I can talk about so many things all day. I'm oh sorry. my goodness, I- you're preaching to the choir right now. No, I mean this is what I try to do as well with the, uh, you know, on my side of things. I'm I'm trying to change that a little bit at a time. Um, but what would you say for ladies, for women? We're going back to uh, women with ADHD who want, wants to start. Uh, a new business they want us there's something where something's calling them uh, but they're so all over the place they're you know they're already having a difficulty managing the home environment everything else that that, that comes with it uh, what are some of the small steps that women can take to get that forward a really good forward movement uh, in starting their business or anything um, any new project or anything like that yeah um so there are, I mean, there are so many things, um, but I'm, I'm trying to think like when I'm, when I'm working with a client, for example, usually the first thing that we approach and, and the struggle is real <laughs> with getting <laughs> women to, to spend time, particularly mothers who have yeah. this like complex where they, they feel guilty anytime they put time into themselves, um, which is I was there, so I understand it, but I will also say it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, we cannot be our best for everyone else, whether that's yeah. our kids, our partners, our extended family, our friends, our community, 
or the greater world. If you are wanting to, to, to build a global, you know, business of some sort, um, it doesn't matter which aspect you're looking at. If you aren't taking care of yourself, you are not going to be able to make that impact on other people that you want to be able to make. And so, um, prioritizing themselves. And I know, I know the objections that come up to this. I know that it's like, that has nothing to do with my business or that, you know, like, I don't have time for that. If you don't have time to take care of yourself, you don't have time to build a business. That's so true. And I will be so blunt about that. If you don't have time to take care of yourself, you don't have time to volunteer in your community. If you don't have time to take care of yourself, you don't have time to clean your house. Mm -hmm. And really that might sound really harsh, but when I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't volunteering in my community. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't hold that. When I wasn't taking care of myself, my house was a disaster all the time. When I wasn't taking care of myself, my business attempts were, were weaker. They were, um, just not as empowered and not as fulfilling, not as aligned. They didn't feel as good for me. And when they don't feel good for you, people feel that. Yeah. And then don't have success in business either. Now I've been an entrepreneur also for over 10 years now. Um, I ran a, I ran a day home out of my house. I watched other people's kids 50 hours a week. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, I was also an unofficial parenting coach that entire time. Every family that walks through my doors for parenting advice. Um, and, and I loved it, but it also wasn't in perfect alignment. It was just the easier thing that I could think of to do so that I could stay home with my kid. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and where am I going with this? The, the thing is, when I started taking care of myself, when I started, and, and people always hate this too, but I get up at 5.00 AM to to take care of myself and and they hate that. They all hate that. And I used to hate that. I used to be like, are you nuts (laughs) to people that would do that? Right. Like I like to sleep in and I could, my, my oldest was the best sleeper and she just, I, I could keep her up super late with me and then she would sleep in all day and I could sleep in all day. And it was fantastic. Quote unquote. Right. It was was horrible. (laughs) It was not a good thing. It didn't do, it didn't serve her well going into school. It didn't, uh, you know, like Mm -hmm. all of that, but, um, but I get it. I used to love to sleep in. And now when I sleep in, I have the crappiest days. I just really do. Nothing seems to go right. Things aren't working smoothly, all of that stuff. And it's because when I get up early and I spend some time alone on myself, on what matters to me, on filling my cup, I am so much more powerful. Like it's literally like filling yourself up with this bright white light that then you just shine throughout the day. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard the quote, <clears throat> pardon me. It's been weeks and weeks of illness. It's almost gone. But the more <laughs> I talk, the worse it gets. Um, uh, <laughs> but there's this quote that <clears throat> we were never meant to pour from our cup. So when people talk about pouring from an empty cup, how that's impossible, mm-hmm. or they talk about 
you need to fill your cup so that you can pour into other people's cups. No, 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 no. Yeah. You need to fill your cup until it's overflowing Mm -hmm. and pour into other people's cups from the excess that flows out of your cup because it can't fit. You need to take it beyond filling your cup. Right. And so when I say that they need to prioritize themselves, if they want to grow a business or if they want to, this is why, because you take that time and it doesn't have to be hours and hours. I spend a long time because I love it. I just love it. And, um, but it doesn't need to take that long. You can, you can take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. But I do recommend doing it first, get up before your kids and do it before they're awake and you'll wake them up with a smile on your face on time. You won't be rushing to get out the door. You'll be loving and happy and they will respond in kind. Your kids will listen better. Everything will flow smoother. You won't be rushing around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to find things in the morning because you're not running late because you didn't sleep in because you got up early and took care of yourself. Yeah. Right. It, it all flows together. And so, and when you do that and your kids feel that like they are your top priority, they don't even realize you were your top priority before they woke up. Right. Exactly. And, but they they feel that deeply that they are your top mm-hmm. priority and that you love them so much and all of that. And then, you know, you send them on their way to school and they have a better day at school and then they come home and they're not miserable. That's right. And you're not having to deal with so much drama and mm-hmm. that is time consuming and emotion consuming and, and all of that stuff. And the kids that are staying at home, your younger kids, when they've had this like one-on-one contact with you in the morning, when they've had this, your full attention, your peaceful attention, where you're not like, ah, <laughs> uh, they their cup gets filled. And then mm-hmm. even, even the youngest of them is able to then go and do their own thing for a little yeah. while and be, be happy doing that while you then are able to focus on building a business. Mm-hmm. And I know that that seems so far out of reach when you are in the mode 24 seven, because I've been there. And so, but this really, this really was the key. This was the turning point for me. So, I mean, I can recommend all kinds of productivity hacks. I can recommend time management tools, um, (laughs) you know, up the yin yang. I really can, but this is key. If you start taking care of yourself and if you're already taking care of yourself and you're like, well, what's the next step? the next step is spending that one-on-one time with your kids because when their cups are full they give you the space to do what you need to do and and I can keep going down the list right all of these things trickle out but there is an order to it and it does matter yes and And doing it in order is important and it starts yeah yeah and you're so right and it's important to talk about that as well because when you're in that Ah, moments I've, and I've lived through it I'm speaking from experience as well 
you don't you know you don't believe that that's what you need to do because you're thinking how I don't have time well, how would I even get up in a, an extra hour half hour but I did the same I had to hit rock bottom to to, to find yeah. this okay I get it and then I realized there was a bottom to the rock bottom but uh, the that when I realized I couldn't even find five minutes in a week yeah. five minutes in a week for myself. That's what I said. Oh no, this, this, I'm definitely doing something wrong. And that's where it started oh. five minutes a week. And I was yep. ashamed of myself. Just like, how did I let it get to this? But then after that, I was looking forward to this. I was getting up at four 30 in the morning and yep. just having my coffee just, and I was so more and more uh, calm about my day. It really yep. does work. So take, don't take, you know, start as little as you can, but add to it. And, and yeah. it just changes everything it really and, does and I want to point out like you said you were so ashamed of yourself oh my yeah. gosh let's let go of the shame let's <laughs> let go of the guilt exactly. we have been conditioned to, exactly. to expect this of ourselves ladies right like yeah. we are we are conditioned from a very young age to expect that we are going to do yeah. it all manage it all and be fine with it yeah and do it all alone yeah and and, uh, yeah. and we're and so, and, and if five minutes a week is all you can do, do it. Don't just skip it because you're like, oh, that's not enough. It's, it's better than it's, nothing. Exactly. Right? And any little bit that you can do to refill yourself mm-hmm. is going to help. And when people say like, I don't have the time, <laughs> we, we have the time that we decide we have. So we choose what we yeah. want to put our time to it's a big yeah. thing. So one of the, one of the first things that helped me to start mastering my life was actually minimalism. And that, that is, um, you know, a lot of people, when you hear that word, it's stuff, it's talking about getting rid of the stuff, but yeah. with it, when you really start diving into it, you also get rid of things on your schedule. You mm-hmm. get rid of things in your digital world that are taking yeah. up your time. I spend much less time on social media. I spend more again now, now that I run a business through social media, but I am, um, I'm mm-hmm. still deliberate with my time on social yeah. media. Right. And I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it. So when I choose to spend less time on things that don't matter to me. And so this is getting clarity on what your priorities are and then prioritizing them and deciding yeah. them and choosing them over and over and over again. Right. So you sit and you, your first priority should be you because you can't put as much into anything else, but then it's the same. Like you just go down the line, right? If you, if you want to be able to support clients in a coaching container, <laughs> if you want to be a coach, you cannot show up in the same way for those clients, if you aren't taking care of yourself and they're going to feel it and you won't have the clients and, and the kids, when their needs aren't met are going to be more needy and they're going to take more of your time. So choosing to just shove everything else aside and make (laughs) the time to take care of yourself is going to create more time later. At first, yes, it's hard to fit it in and you have to choose to let some other things go. But then you start to get more done in less time and you start to have less obstacles come up in your path that slow you down and it just all flows, right? When you, when you take care of yourself, it all flows. And if you're an ADHD woman taking care of yourself, I will say I am less scatterbrained. I am more Mm -hmm. focused. 
I am able to harness my hyperactivity. I am able to harness my squirrel brain as we mm. like to call it. Right. The, the, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just the distractibility, right. I'm able to like see the possibilities in everything, mm-hmm. but now I'm also able to put a pin in it instead yeah. and come back to it and, and have a system in place that will help me to remember to come back to it because it has so much potential instead of allowing it to take over what I was supposed to be. Doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, there's, there's so many ways that we can turn our struggles into our magic and it's um, ADHD is no different. Mm-hmm. And if I think it's more powerful. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll bring in the uh, the alignment part of it now. Um, how for yourself? Because that's what I like about the work that you do is, is bringing it all in. The, the like it's a holistic approach of it. How do mm-hmm. you keep a balance between work, the job, the kids, the home? Uh, what's your your magic formula? <laughs> okay. Um, so again, I start with myself. I mm-hmm. I put myself first, and and our culture and our society tends to frown on that. Our kids should come first. No, my kids don't come first. I love my kids more than anything in the world, but my kids don't come first. If I don't put myself first, I can't take as good of care of them. And yeah. so as I have started putting myself first, I have been become a better mother. I have become a more, I'm, I'm more open to the emotions of my 12 year old. Like I said, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you accept her for who she is because I have accepted myself for who I am. And I didn't accept myself for who I am by like, you don't just, okay, I choose it. I accept myself. Like, that's not how it works. You have to actually get to know yourself and spend the time with yourself and, and really understand your inner workings to be able to accept yourself. Right. It, it's a time, like it takes time. And so putting the time into that, um, was my first key. And then One of the, another quote that I really like to, to mention, and I can't remember at the moment who said it, but work expands to the time that you give it work, mm-hmm. work will expand to fill the time that you give it. So if you give it 24 hours a day, it will take you 24 hours a day. Yeah. If you give it 17 hours a day, it will take you 17 hours a day. If you give it five hours a day, it will only take <laughs> you five hours a day. And if you give it one hour a day, it will only take you one hour a day. And so I apply this kind of across the board, right? Mm-hmm. I could, if I, you know, if my priority was to have a spotless house, like a germ-free spotless house, I could spend 24 seven cleaning my house. Like it, it is a possibility, right? It's in that realm of right. possibility. I could literally sit there scrubbing corners and, and whatever until it took me 24 seven if I chose that. I don't choose that. I have, my house is clean and like, that's not, you know, but like it is, it is one of my priorities, but it's not the top priority, but, um, but yeah, so I, I take care of myself first and then, um, having a deep connected, um, present relationship with my kids comes second. Um, and, and I think that it, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm separated, but for any of you who are not, um, having a deep connection with your partner is also very important. Yeah. Having 
like the fa- the whole family unit, right? Um, mm. But but having it be individual. So I spend one on one time with each of my kids doing different types of activities that are the most supportive to them with me. So my youngest literally would color 24 seven if I let her. And so when she gets <laughs> me, mama color with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do I want to sit there coloring for hours? No, I do it <laughs> because that is what helps her to know that I'm there for her, that I That's- care about her, that I care about what she loves and so on. And that will, that will ripple out as she gets older. Um, <laughs> and, and, and same goes for my son. Um, he loves playing board games, even though he doesn't really get the rules yet. We do that. We do that yeah. all the time. Um, my, my oldest right now, she's too cool for most of the stuff. So we watch shows together, <laughs> you know, you just roll with the punches. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it depends on, yeah. on what stage they're at. Right. But right now that's, what's been working for us. We also, we also do read together. Um, we're very slowly working our way through the Harry Potter series. We just don't do it often enough. Right. Um, she reads so much on her own now at this point that it's kind of like, well, we could read a chapter together or I could go read half my book. Like, <laughs> so she just like, I think we're almost getting to the point where she's just going to take over reading it on her own. Like we started it when she was quite a bit younger and it's just, it's just taking so long. Right. That it's, um, yeah. Anyway, that's totally off topic, but, um, <laughs> but spending that one-on-one time with them doing what they love, mm-hmm. um, being willing to sacrifice of myself so that they can do the things that they love with me, um, so that we really build that connection and, and having it be, um, I've, cr- I've created the life where I can actually be present doing those things and not worrying about work or answering that message or I like I can turn off my phone and like the people in my life know that if they message me it doesn't mean I'm going to message them back right away yeah I'm them when I have the time because they are not my first priority my family is and and that has been I had at the beginning when I first started putting that into place I had people get angry with me for not responding right away I had and it was just like excuse you who are you to expect me to respond right away. Mm -hmm. You should be my priority over my kids, over my husband, over my home, over my, like, no. And, but that is what a lot of, you know, we've, we've, our society has become this like, go, 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 go. And we're always, we're always on our phones and and whatever. And so choosing deliberately to remove that from my life um, Mm -hmm. helped me to become more present. So So that's a little tip for like, if you want to actually get more present with your kids, not just spend the time, but actually be present during that time. Um, And then having, um, I've, I've built schedules for my, my cleaning in my house, because if I don't have like, like Wednesdays, this is what I do. Mondays, Mm -hmm. I wash all the towels so that I don't forget to wash my towels for weeks, you know, and then like they end up being ghosted or whatever. Like (laughs) I've, I've put in the time to figure out what systems are going to support me in the areas that I struggled with. I would forget to wash towels forever. So for <laughs> me, I had to like actually say every Monday is when I wash towels and, yeah. and I do it without fail. I stick to it because if I don't, then I'm like, how many weeks has it been? <laughs> right. right. Um, and and so, yeah, so I have those in place and it's not that I never miss a day on anything I do, um, but accepting myself for that. And like, it's okay. We just continue. 
We just move on to the next thing that will come around again. It will have its turn again. Right. And so it's just like, instead of, um, I'm sure you've probably heard this, but shoulding, S-H-O-U-L-D, shoulding all over yourself. (laughs) I should have done this and I should have gotten this done and I should have done that. And, and we just make ourselves feel like crap. And when we feel like crap, we get less done. That's right. And, and it's not about just like, oh, whatever. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to take the responsibility. Yes, I still take the responsibility. But when I make a mistake, when I slip up, when I forget something, it's okay. And just learning to like, no big deal. And I mean, this is what we teach our kids, right? Our two-year-olds, yeah. when they feel something, no big deal. It was just an accident. We're going to wipe it up. Like, no big deal. Well, we need mm-hmm. to do that for ourselves too, right? And so... So yeah, so I take care of myself. I spend time being present with my kids deliberately every day. Um, I, I, I do little bits around my house to keep my house clean every day. I don't love having one big long cleaning day, not my thing. So I do a little bit here and there. Um, I've also built structures into that, like having, having cleaners in my bathroom so that every time I'm in the bathroom, if I notice something, I can just wipe it down right then. Right. And, and then it's just done and, and not like procrastinating those little quick tasks um, Mm -hmm. because because now I've experienced how little time they actually take um, and, and whatnot. And then, um, so, so it's always myself, my kids, my home, and then my business kind of thing. Um, And with that, it's a little bit of like a give and take. So sometimes Um, my extended family or my friends need to come before my business. And sometimes they come after my business and it just depends really on where I'm at, what's going on. Um, (laughs) but with my business, I'm always looking for ways to shortcut to, and not shortcut and do a crappier job, but just like, how can I make this take less time? What am I Mm -hmm. doing that I don't actually need to be doing that? I can just take off my plate. Um, and And even with spending a couple of hours to myself in the morning, every night I have time myself again before I go back. And I I read a book that is not work-related, that is not personal development-related, that is not stimulating my brain. I read fiction that -hmm. is just for fun and that I can just like turn right off, no problem, and fall asleep afterwards. I turn my stuff off. Um an hour before I go to sleep. Most of the time, again, I'm not perfect with any of this. These are the the rules I live by, but I also, I don't always, not perfect. Right. Um, but I turn them off, get that blue light gone so that I get the better sleep. I sleep less hours, but better quality sleep than I ever Mm -hmm. did. Um, I eat more healthy foods in my life that support my body feeling good, you know, like all of these pieces, they, they all tie in together. And that seems really intimidating when you're like at the point in your life where you're like, everything is wrong. Nothing is right. How do I fix this? And that's why I always say you just start by taking care of yourself because when you take care of yourself and, and taking care of yourself means something different for everybody. So when people say self-care, I feel like it can be really off-putting online because yeah. it means something different to everybody. But if you, if taking time for yourself in the morning to sit with a cup of coffee and just sit in the silence and not 
have yeah. somewhere to be or something to do. That is amazing self-care. <laughs> that is where I started. Okay. Yeah. And now I meditate and I journal and I drink a ton of water and I eat a healthy breakfast before my kids are up. And I, you know, I do all of these things, but it didn't start out that way. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think like whatever is going to fill your cup the most, I had, um, I had one client who her thing was to exercise and then to learn, like she took her self-care time in the morning was physical exercise, which I avoid so, so much when I, <laughs> right. Um, and then she would spend time learning something because she had so many things she wanted to learn all the time, but she never yeah. set aside time for herself to do that. And so that was her self-care was to spend time learning and that's okay. Yeah, whatever, the, whatever it is that, that fills you up and makes you feel amazing is what mm -hmm. you should do for your self-care time. And that, so making that a priority, it will just start to ripple out into the rest of your life. It will cause you, like it will create clarity for you yeah. so that you're then able to see what needs to change in the rest of your life. It will clear the pathways for you so that you're able to like, I see how I could spend five to 15 minutes with each of my kids every day yeah. without it feeling like a drain on me. I see how I could manage the cleaning in my home so that it's not never ending. <laughs> you know, that's always the thing. Oh, the laundry never ends. The dishes never end. It, I mean, it's true. Yeah. But there is a point in every single one of my days where I have no dishes to worry about and no laundry to worry about. And that yeah. is an amazing feeling. Let me tell you, coming from the laundry mountain queen and the, the laundry couch queen and, and all of it, cause I was there. Yeah. And it, it just, all of it stems from taking care of ourselves, all of it. Mm. So yeah. if you take that time it will create more time in every other area. It will create the clarity in every other area. And you will then be able to find all the puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course, I suggest getting support with this. You want to yeah. do it fast. I mean, it took me years. It took me years to get to where I am. So mm -hmm. I help my clients do it faster. That's right. That's, that's really what it comes down to. So if you want support with it, reach out and it doesn't have to be to me, reach out to somebody. There's lots of gurus out there, right. That can, that can <laughs> help with this. Like there's, and with whichever part you're struggling with the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, I, and you pick I, what works for you. As a, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was saying, and you pick what works for you because what works for exactly. somebody may not work for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and my methods aren't always exactly what my clients need. And so we work out a method that works for them. Right. I, I don't just like teach my one strict way and that's it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just a matter yeah. of finding. And this is where my ADHD superpowers come into play because I am so amazing at thinking outside the box that's and finding yeah. what works for a specific person instead of, no, this is the only right way to do it. Right. <laughs> like it, if I'm going to mm -hmm. propagate that there's only one right way to do it, I'm no better than the people who are like, oh, girls can't struggle with ADHD. Yeah. Like, yeah you're right. There is no one right way for anything. I don't believe that for a moment. And so, and, and that is what I think is such a superpower for women with ADHD, especially in business where we're just able to be like, no, 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 I can do this differently. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and exactly. being able to do things differently releases us from having to worry about all the expectations of men and of the world and of, you know, all of the things because right. we find a better solution and it, <laughs> and it might take people a while to adjust to our solution and like accepting it. But then when they see that it works, they always, Definitely. always accept it when they see that it works. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. Right. It works. And if exactly. they don't, they really stuck in their ways but yeah. <laughs> you can't get them all that's right exactly. what is what is uh what is new what do you got going on uh any new projects any new, anything new coming up for you yeah um so I over the last like year and a half I ran a quarterly mini mind um which mm -hmm. was to plan in your business um for the next quarter. And actually I have adjusted it because I work, I like before I ever decided I'm working with ADHD women, I was working with ADHD women. They're just the people who I called in. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so when I was doing this, the way that I had it set up, wasn't actually ADHD friendly. Mm -hmm. I had it spread out over three weeks. I had it like we had one call one week, one call the next week, one call the next week. And I had to do so much chasing down all right. to get them to do their homework or to do the things that they're supposed to do in between. Cause it was just all spread out and they're like, they, they don't have the time awareness. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it was like a week already passed. What? I didn't do my homework. So, <laughs> so I have actually changed it now and we are going to do, um, a three-day retreat, which nice. we will plan out our entire 2023. And I will also provide like, this is how you can review your stuff quarterly and, and, uh, help keep yourself on track and in alignment. Oh, nice. um, so that is one. That one is coming up the first week of January. Like hopefully while a lot of people are still off on holidays with schools out and stuff like that, um, yeah. so that they can spend a little bit of time on it. Um, I know a lot of parents, like even if they work outside the home, but they're trying to like build a side hustle, this kind of gives them the I'm home anyway. So I can, I can do this right now while I'm off with my kids. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah, we're going to do that the first week of January. And then starting the second week of January, um, I am running a three month mastermind actually, um, called the chrysalis incubator. And this is, yeah. um, we are building a habit of being in alignment. And so even if you're not super spiritual already, I think it's really important to have a spiritual practice, whether that is like <laughs> sitting in nature and staring at the beautiful colors, <laughs> meditating, praying, going to church every Sunday, whatever works for you. Right. Um, and so this, this mastermind, this incubator is going to be, um, for women to explore different modalities, first of all. So I'm going to, I actually have a bunch of guest speakers lined up that are amazing. I'm super excited about it. Um, that will talk about different modalities of spirituality. So like we've got, um, deep breath work. Um, mm -hmm. we've got, um, learning to manage your energy cycles, especially as a woman and particularly as an ADHD woman. Um, she specializes in helping us to understand mm. where we're at in our cycle so that we can, again, lean into our strengths and support our weaknesses. Right. Um, and I've got, um, actually my shamanic teacher who's going to come in and 
um, talk to us about shamanism. Um, I can't remember the exact wording she used, but like, I'm so, (laughs) so, so excited. I possibly have, um, a a lady coming in to talk about dolphin Reiki, Um, like just, there's so many different things to explore. And so this is going to be a container where we explore different things. We practice, um, like there, there'll be space for these, these women to practice if they're learning a new modality that they, they got interested in, and then they're able to then practice it, um, Mm -hmm. as well as the accountability to maintain a daily spiritual practice of their own. And so, um, whether that's meditation or whatever they decide on just having the accountability to actually do it every day. Um, I do think that spirituality should be part of our self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, personally. Okay. And so while I'm not going to force them to do it in any particular way, right. It's, mm-hmm. it's a matter of like, let's, let's just make sure we're doing this every day, getting in touch with ourselves, getting in tune and getting aligned so that our days are, are pointed in the direction we want to go. Right. We're, right. we're, we're heading in the right direction every single day because we're focused on this. And so, so yeah, it's uh, this is a more spiritually focused one. Absolutely. Like 99% of my clients have ADHD. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, I will incorporate the methods that I know of yeah. to help women with ADHD um, during it. But yeah. Those are my two, my two big things I've got coming up. Both of them start in January, um, December. I am taking time off. So I just didn't want to start something and then take a big break in between. Right. So, right. Yeah. That's great. No, those was, that was actually sound really good, especially when you're starting off the year, uh, to be focused and, you know, yeah. prepared for it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we close off, I always ask, uh, a question that's a little girl had asked me in an interview and I promised her, I would ask everybody I interview. And that question is, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have very high aspirations. <laughs> that's good. I, I want to do public speaking globally. I want to travel and speak on stages globally. I want to, um, be a best-selling author Mm. multiple times, more than once. I have so many ideas, right? Another ADHD (laughs) quality. Um, I, I actually have, um, a more personal purpose of helping to heal the earth um, through mm-hmm. earth magic and shamanism, which is very like for some people, very out there. Um, it used to be very out there for me. I've discovered this purpose along my journey and it is nice, beautiful and powerful and amazing. And also a little scary, um, as I, <laughs> as I dive into it, but it has been very, it's been beautiful at the same time. Um, and, and actually I plan on creating, there's a couple other things. Um, I, I plan on creating a global online school for mompreneurs um, to access when they're starting out their business to have it all in one place. Because when I started my online business, it was just like, what the heck? There's so much, right? Like what programs do I use? What platforms should I be on? What, you know, all of this stuff. So having all of that in there, um, having different teachers that teach like specific classes that these women can register for. So like an online college specifically for entrepreneurship for moms. Um, 
And then I also plan on introducing entrepreneurship classes in physical schools in mm. like from elementary to high school. Schools. Yeah. Um, with, and now I get held up on this. I, I always <laughs> want to say um, that I want to offer scholarships for young girls to get into this but then I also like I don't want to flip the script and have it be that we just ignore boys right (laughs) so so I'm not sure about that but I think specifically the scholarship for girls to get into my online um the the online entrepreneurship college type of a type of a thing so um I'm not sure how it's all going to play out or look at this point but I like I said I have huge aspirations right now I'm actually illustrating a set of children's books because she was it's it's a book on entrepreneurship for kids and I was like how aligned is that I have to be part of this (laughs) exactly that's right a lot of different things but yeah And you know, this is the beautiful part of it is not knowing how it's going to come up, but you know, it will. And that's your superpower, the creativity, the the thinking, you know, looking at the bigger picture, thinking outside the box is what gets you there. So it's the journey itself is the fun part. It's amazing. Um, I really, I mean, I've kept you long in that. I could keep going, but uh, for people that want to learn more about what you do, uh, you know, what you teach working with you and all these upcoming uh, great projects that you have going on, how can they reach you or follow you or, or contact you? And I will put that information in the description and in the comments sure. as well so they can contact you. Yeah. Um, so my main focus is on my Facebook group. I'm creating a community there for, for women to come together and have that support. Um, and that circle that, that we don't have anymore in our lives. Right. So that, yeah. that is what I'm building in my Facebook group, just to, um, have everybody have that access. I also do share lots of, lots of tips and, and things like that in my group. Um, I do, um, now a weekly consciousness shift, which is mm-hmm. just a mindset talk like I just kind of rant on on specific subjects um and so far they have been like people are like that is amazing and like mind-blowing you know all this stuff so they're great um I also do shamanic card pulls uh inside my group and things like that so it's just it's a really fun space it's a great community I love it um and I have again big ideas of where I want it to go right um and that is that is Main focus. Um, I am on other platforms, but barely. So really Facebook is my, is my space. Um, absolutely. Like they can, they can find my services on my website and stuff like that, which I can also give you to post. Um, yeah. but they can find me on social media, Brianna Hozak, <coughs> pardon me. Um, and whether they follow my personal page or join my group, if they're, they're aligned for the group or, or whatever, um, that is really the, yeah, the best way to, to reach me. And I always welcome DMS. I love getting to know people. I'm very friendly. Um, and, and particularly for members of my group, I love to, um, Mm -hmm. to really deeply know them and, and build those relationships. So, so yeah, my group is the, is the for sure. 
Excellent. And I'll put that information in the comments in the description so people can can follow you. So again, thank you so okay. much. Like I said, I, I, you know, I could talk forever about this and I, I think it's great. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, getting a conversation going. And anybody who's listening and resonates with you, you know, do join in on the conversation, put in your comments and uh, let's, let's help uh, everybody out there that needs it. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank and you everybody. Putting oh, up yeah, with no, long no. speeches because I talk, oh. I like talk forever to you about this stuff. So, <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. That's that's why the, the show is called Talk. <laughs> so we yeah, talk. <laughs> so for everybody listening again, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe to the channels. Make sure you follow Brianna as well, and the wonderful work that she does. And uh, until next time, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon.